Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. One of the things that is a measure of truth in doctrinal discernment and understanding is whether or not the apostles preached something. The apostles never preached an unconditional eternal security message. In Acts 14, verse 22, this is an interesting verse here. Let's look at that. Acts 14, 22, the Apostle Paul is on his second round, his second missionary journey. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he's going back to the believers in these cities that he has led to Christ as they have Preach the gospel, preach Christ, preach the word, and these people have gotten saved. Now, look what Paul says. Now, notice Paul could have easily said, Man, you guys are eternally secured. You're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. That's one of the cliches of the, the modern evangelical church in America that has borrowed error in falsehood from John Calvin and other heretics throughout church history. Look at this, Acts 14 22. What does Paul say? Verse 20. Howbeit, he goes back to Antioch. He, he's returning to Antioch. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So notice Paul, instead of going back and saying, guys, y'all are once saved, always saved. God is not an Indian giver. You're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. There's no way you can lose it. Now, Paul had all the right, all the opportunity in the world to preach that message you hear from pulpits today. He could have said anything to these people, but he was led by the Spirit, and he preached the Word to them. This is a consistent doctrine throughout Scripture. He went back and confirmed the souls in these cities of the disciples. The first round, they got saved, a lot of them, and exhorting them to continue in the faith. That's an essential part of the faith, is that you have to continue or endure to the end. Jesus said, only those that endure to the end shall be saved, Matthew 10, 22, Matthew 2413, exhorting them to continue. And why would Paul, the apostle, exhort these believers to continue in the faith if it wasn't necessary? That would be absolutely futile. Continue in the faith and that we must, he warns them that they're, they're going to have to do much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. It's not going to be easy. See, Paul had all the opportunity in the world to tell the, them to just cruise or be at ease in Zion. But he said for them to continue in the faith. Jesus taught that you have to continue or abide in him or you will be cast forth as a branch and burn. John fifteen six. There's no need to go into the Greek. The English is very clear, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher, not the Greek or the Hebrew. Jesus said he gave the Holy Ghost to lead us into all truth, not the Greek and the Hebrew. I don't mind going into it. I've been studying it for decades Todd, myself. You know what, Todd? You know, Todd, you know, this is the thing. John 10, when it says, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. 
The word follow is a, is a, in the uh, Greek verb tense, active voice. It means to follow. Absolutely. So it supports. It's just good. Absolutely. I had to use this with my friend to just try to convince him. Get a water. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. Throw me one. Oh, you Thank okay. you, bro. No, you too. <laughs> Got to have that water, man. <laughs> Living water. Thanks, God. Notice, uh, notice Colossians one twenty three. Let's look at this theme a little bit. Colossians one twenty three. We're talking about continuing in the faith. This is a biblical subject, a topic that appears throughout Scripture, and therefore it's very important to understand. Notice verse 22 and 23, In the body of His flesh, Jesus died to redeem us through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. If, 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 you continue, look at the word continue. What does continue mean? It means to continue. You've got to endure to the end. If you continue in the faith, this promises to those, you're going to be presented holy and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. Only if you continue, it's contingent upon your continued obedience, your continued belief in Christ, which will always yield obedience. Uh, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Obviously, guys, you can be moved away from the hope of the gospel. Otherwise, that wouldn't be here either. You've got to be settled in Christ through faith, rooted and grounded in Christ, and continue to the end. Uh, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which w- was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now, you notice, go back a little bit to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 is a biblical definition of what the gospel is. If somebody ever asks you, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? You need to know where this is. Now, you might get embarrassed if you don't. So, if you know this, and notice what's right in the middle of this thing. Uh, verse 1 through 4. Aaron, did you want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, brother? It says, Moreover... Brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Notice what's buried right in the middle of there. How, guys, the Holy Spirit would have it. Verse 2. Notice in verse 1 he says that he's going to show us what he, it is that it, he's declared as the gospel, right? And in verse 3 and 4 is what? Jesus died. Christ died. For our sins, according to the scriptures. There's the definition of the gospel. I highlighted the word died right there. And then in verse 4, and that he was what? Buried, right? And that he rose again. I, I highlighted and underlined three words in particular. Died, buried, and rose again. That's the basic gospel. Not only that Christ did these things, but that's to be happening in our daily life. We're to be dead, identified with the death of Christ in the burial, and God raises us up with His power and newness of light to serve Him. But we got to notice in verse 2, right in the middle of this, He plants this reminder, by which also ye are saved if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. In other words, if you don't continue to believe and keep in memory... And in, in your life, what he's preached, you've believed in vain. Your past belief is in vain. Now, did Paul teach that anywhere else? Absolutely. In Galatians, look at Galatians. Take a right, go over here to Galatians. And let's look at Galatians 4.11. Look what he says. He acts in Galatians. Yes, he does. See, the thing that with my friend, I'll just share the thing that got him. was I said, what about, I said, Louis, what about the Galatians, Paul? He said, you have been... Estranged, you're fallen from grace. You're estranged from Christ. The word estranged means 
literally means severed from Christ. You've fallen from grace. That's right, Alan. Absolutely. Look what he says here in verse 11. I am afraid of you. He's afraid after he had bestowed labor on them, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. What? See, all of his labor to win them to Christ was in vain if they don't continue in the faith, rooted and grounded in Christ. And they had been moved away and bewitched, now believing that they were made perfect by the flesh of the law. So Galatians 3, 1 through 3, and also Galatians 5, 4, it says what? Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are who are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. Now, how in the world can you fall from grace if you're not already in it? Now, I, I tell you, if somebody's going to argue that point, they've got a very dishonest heart. Well, see, that's the thing with my friend. Is he went to this other passage in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And my friend went to another passage and pulled out uh, a verse of Scripture in the Gospel of John, and then he pulled out some, um, some Greek trickery and, um, of course, used it to um, proof text um, the, the Scripture. Um, I was taught a long time ago that a, a text taken out of context is a pretext and no text at all. Mm-hmm. So I told him in this last email, I says, you, you are proof texting, you are putting in, you're misinterpreting, twisting the Scripture, and you're putting in your own self-opinion and interpretation on these verses. You're not letting the Word of God speak for itself. Good word right there, brother. And Alan, don't you think that uh, that, uh, doctrine is a matter of the heart? Look at Galatians 4.19. Check this out. Galatians 4.19. My little children, Paul had fathered them in the faith, if you will, of whom I travail in birth. Somebody read that next word. Again, right? Until Christ be formed in you. Paul had to go back and relabor to get them back into Christ. They had fallen from grace. This book is written to believers. Formed in you was a process. Well, it was an immediate thing and then it was a process. It was justification is immediate, sanctification is immediate and a process. The thing is, though, he had to go relabor, according to uh, Galatians 4.19, till they uh, came back. In the Christ. They had fallen from grace. That's what the testimony of the Scriptures is. There's a note here. He says, travail, the Greek is odino, meaning the pains of childbirth expresses the heartache, affliction, pain, and yearning by which Paul desires the salvation of those Galatians who have become alienated from Christ and have, quote, fallen from grace, unquote, chapter 5, verse 4. He represents them as needing a second spiritual birth and himself as a mother suffering once more with birth pangs in order that Christ might be formed in them, unquote. What a good note. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, that's what, what, uh, uh, this is Life in the Spirit Study is that, Bible. Is that Jack Caper? No, no, not at all. Life in the Spirit Study Bible is the guy named, I'll think about it in a minute. No. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, Scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all Scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners have been 
being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among His people and through His beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.